to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoking Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Are you ready? Are you ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour? I hope you are, because it's here, and it ain't no Tuesday Blues with Hyper Sloth. Uh-oh. Did you hear when he did that, Rufus? When he goes, ugh. Did he go, uh? I like it. Uh, a good uh in a song, I think, really kind of makes it. It's a great rock and roll sound. I, I think that unless you go, uh, in a song, you're not really committed. But I, I really like to think that James Brown invented that. Oh, God damn, dude. He did. He did invent it, and he invented it and mastered it. I mean, that's 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 impressive. And masturbated it. That's the craziest part. And a lot of a lot of people masturbated to it. I'm sure they have. I, you know, I don't think I've ever masturbated to music. Is there such a thing? It's called a user bait. <laughs> I think there's a whole like underground uh, web master, that we're not familiar master with. Master Beethoven is what they call that. <laughs> there you go. Clever. Nicely oh, done, shucks. Rufus. Nicely done. How are you, Rufus? How's your How's your week uh, in and up? Good. I mean, you know, it's pretty standard, which I guess, you know, most people would, would call that boring. I, I kind of like predictable for most weeks. I like my excitement to have it on the weekend. Throughout the week, I just want to plot along and get through all the bullshit. And then, you know, I look forward to a Friday free-for-all. You know, I do as well. And, you know, here's something that brings me down, though. Am I the only person in the world who just, like, hates getting the mail? Because it's like I always am getting some kind of unexpected tax bill in the mail. Yeah, we. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I just got a, my property tax bill in the mail recently. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. My property tax bill as well. Like, wow. I feel like I pay a lot of taxes for not really being able to represent myself. No, no. Uh, you, you do pay a lot of tax. Everybody pays a lot of taxes and really gets nothing from it, except, well, I guess they fix a pothole every now and then. Do they? I don't even know if they do that anymore. I mean, I know that they're fully well, fixing potholes in, like, Baghdad and, like, other parts of the world. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, that's what I was going to say, not around me, of course. I've just assumed that they're fixing potholes somewhere. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, there's, like, a long stretch of road. In the middle of the Nevada desert, probably that is just fucking pristine. No potholes. Oh yeah, it's the fucking Xanadu of highway travel. And but only government employees are allowed to drive on it, or probably just senators. It's only used to haul uh, eighteen wheelers full of ICBM artillery. That's probably true, actually. What are you doing? Are you chewing gum? Sounds like you're breaking out some uh, spearmint gum or something. I'm eating a Snickers bar, actually. Ah. No, let me tell you what, though. It's painful, and I'm going to tell you why. The other you, night we you had have a pizza, peanut allergy? And I couldn't resist, so the pizza's fucking scorching hot. I'm like, oh, man, that looks yeah. so good. So I touched the nuclear-heated pizza to my mouth, 
and I sure. proceed to burn off like the whole top layer on the left hand side of my mouth. So now when I eat anything, I'm in like fucking pain. Have you ever had that happen? I have that happen way too often. You know, you would think that, given the fact that since man has invented fire, that's probably been happening. Why haven't we evolved like super tough like calluses or something on the roof of our mouth so that we can just eat shit immediately hot? Because nobody can wait for a pizza to cool off. Nobody can. No. It's an irresistible fucking treat. It is. If it didn't smell so good, I wouldn't want to eat it. But it's like yeah. when pizza is scalding hot is when it smells the best. Or when you're high. It always smells good when you're high, even if it's cold. Okay, but, okay so here's, here's, our, here's, our, here's our first invention of the, uh, the episode. We make a chemical that they put into, like, pepperoni or the pizza sauce or maybe mozzarella or provolone cheese, that at a certain temperature, it smells like complete and total shit, like actual feces. <laughs> Only after the pizza has cooled down to a, a safe temperature, then it allows the uh, the pie to smell like a pizza. Uh, you know what? I like this. I like that. But I think what we do first is we just like start selling pizza with nose plugs. So you just like have to <laughs> plug on until the pizza stops steaming. There you go. We'll just stick some cheese in your nose. <laughs> there you go. It'll be like a stuffed crust. But what will be in the crust is actually some stuff to stuff up your nose to keep you from smelling. <laughs> That's right. Beautiful. I think we figured that one out pretty pretty quickly. Jeez, and the show's been on for 54 seconds. You know what's funny is, you, you know you posted last night that you had made some Cinco de Mayo pizzas. And uh, tell it, can you tell the listeners what it was on top of your pizza? Yeah, it was... Uh, it's actually, the, the crust was like this pita bread. It's not a pita pocket, but it's just pita bread. And on that was tomato sauce, you know, typical fare for pizza. And then on top of that was uh, it was mozzarella, provolone, and Romano cheese with some oregano. But then on top of that, I had cooked taco meat separately with bacon. So I had the, uh, the hamburger meat with, uh, you know, chili powder and salt and pepper and cumin and also some onions and peppers cooking in there. So then I put that on top of the, the otherwise authentic Italian-style pizza, and then I put on cheddar cheese. Wow. And cooked that shit, and oh, my God, dude, it was, it was fucking good. I, I tell you what, it was really good by the time I ate it because I was about three-quarters of a way through a uh, OG Kush joint. Oh, and it, it, it just It just blew, blew the lid off of my, uh, my culinary... Skull. I just have to say, anything with bacon. I mean, I almost feel sorry for pigs. You know what? Actually, dogs are super lucky because pigs taste so good. Because pigs are actually nice, kind of like dogs. And I mean, they're kind of nice mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. smart. But their bacon is just so fucking good that you just don't yeah. even care. Now, the next thing would be like, I wonder if bacon wasn't so good, maybe we'd be eating some part of dogs. Because they're kind of the same animal. I mean, they eat dogs in other places. I mean, it's yes, freakish they do. to us. Weirdo. And pigs are friendly, too. I mean, people have pigs as pets. I've had pigs, not as pets, but like when I was a kid, we raised pigs. And, uh, yeah, but they're so fucking tasty. I mean, as lovable as a pig is, it just tastes better. <laughs> right. It's like the greatest Shakespearean tragedy. It's like, it's so good. <laughs> 
and so sweet and so smart, but damn it, it's just so good. That's right. The, the taste of a pig trumps its personality. That's right. Did you know, have you been watching Yeah, I uh, I didn't see all of last night's episode. I'm going to watch it after the show, so I'm not completely up to speed. I know that the one guy who was in segregation is just he's just out of his fucking mind. He's out of his mind. I did I did get a hint of that. No, but, he, uh, I I won't ruin it for you, but uh, have you did you see the one where they're like you get fucking e-cigarettes in fucking jail? What the fuck I've is that? that? Yeah, you get the e-cigarettes, but they busted people for smoking actual tobacco. Right. I mean, well, I guess they figured you could start a fire, but you could start a fire with a fucking e-cigarette. Obviously, it gets hot. But did you see this thing they invented called the crack stick? Yeah, I saw that too. I'll tell you what, there's no more innovative place than prison. <laughs> right. Prison, prison's like the best startup in the world. I mean, every prison, you know what we should do? We should tap into that resource that is prison because these people just have nothing but time on their hands. They don't worry about paying bills. They don't worry about food. If you just threw them a fucking idea, you might someone might come up with some pretty good shit in there if you came up with a problem that they needed to solve. I think every prisoner, once they get to prison, they should be given an, an director set, a box of Legos, and like just the entire inventory of Radio Shack. And then people like us can just send them letters and be like, hey, I need this thing that doesn't exist. Can you make it? And they'll invent it, and it'll be better than anything out there. We should, like, invent a research institute that is also a prison, and we could be like, okay, yes. if you cure cancer, you get out. You know what I mean? If you can, like, heal more people than you killed, you, like, get out. And if you can pet, dude, if you can pit the internal prison gangs against each other to find the cure for cancer oh first. God. I love it. I <laughs> like the MS-13 Mexicans against the, 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 uh, the Bloods and the Crips. Dude, I guarantee you, you'd have a cure for cancer in a week. And then, you know what we do, though? We have to turn it into a cooking show also. It also has to, like, have some kind of cooking show segment to it where they, like, cook their favorite chow recipe into, like, something super fancy uh, using only things that you can get inside the prison, which apparently is a lot of stuff, come to find out. Have you seen the new show on Food Network called uh, Cooks or Cons? No, I have not, actually. It is not what you think it is. It's very disappointing. It's either – it's uh, like these four chefs, quote-unquote chefs, pitted against each other in a contest, and, like, two are actual chefs, and two are just, like, home chefs, you know? And so the judges have to figure out who's who. But when they were running the commercials for it, I thought it was they would pit actual chefs against guys in prison, like, making shit. Right. And it, it wasn't. So, yeah, I, I'm totally so, on board with so uh, where some does, kind of cooking show with prisoners. Where does the con come into that equation? Because they're conning the judges. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not a real chef. Yeah, it's a weak pun. That is or so it's a poor choice of language. I don't know if that's a pun or if that's just uh, pretty much false advertising. I think it's deliberately misleading myself because I thought up until the first episode that it was like chef's versus guys who had at least been in right. prison, if not were in prison. Yeah. 
Right, I could see that. Or someone who learned to cook in prison and came out mm-hmm. and got a job at a five-star restaurant or something cooking after cooking some wouldn't slop. That be, wouldn't that be more interesting? Uh, yeah. I'm, and at the end, they have a fight-to-the-death cage match where you carve up the other person and serve them. <laughs> like a, some kind That's of right. During the, uh, the cooking process, they also have to, completely undetected, uh, fashion their own shivs for the fight <laughs> right. at the end of the show. No, they have to cook with nothing but a, a shiv. <laughs> That's right. They get a packet of ramen, a shiv, right. and uh, a, a crack stick. <laughs> now, exactly, did you realize what they were smoking in that crack stick? Was it a piece of coffee filter soaked in coffee? I I I I didn't follow that, man. I had no idea what what kind of drug or pretend drug they were actually smoking. I have no clue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I was thinking, you know what? There, you could probably like rip off a piece of fucking blanket or something and smoke it, and it probably would. Who knows what it would do to you? It might make you trip or something. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got some kind of dye in the threads and. You know whatever weird chemicals they use to produce that shit. So yeah, I'm sure they've tried it. Interesting experience. There's probably not one thing in a jail that has not been tried to be smoked through a a fucking e-cig. I'm I'm really just shocked you can get an e-cig. You know? Yeah, me too. I mean, (laughs) they gotta have batteries, right? That has like battery acid. They make they have to make a spark, I guess. So yeah, that's strange. I mean. Uh, it's better than the alternative, I guess. I don't know. Well, what is the alternative? I mean, I just, I just, I mean, so cigarette lobby is so powerful that they're like, sorry, people in jail get fucking cigarettes. I mean, well, I don't. I, I, the, well, the cigarette lobby is not that powerful, I guess, because they're not allowing cigarettes. The only well, thing. I really don't know why cigarettes wouldn't be allowed, other than I think they're used for currency, which can lead to corruption and, well, just like, you know, like fucking money. Money's the root of all evil, so I guess cigarettes in prison are hard. I'll tell you about corruption, dude. Corruption is the paper towel industry. Because I've, on more than one occasion, bought the economical paper towels that are like a third of the size of a regular paper towel. You know what I'm talking about? Where you can like, yeah. oh, just rip off as much as you need. Okay, right. so it's like one of those where I have never seen anyone use less than three of those sheets, which is like a <laughs> sheet and a half. Right, and have you ever noticed that like those cheap paper towels you get, if you pay attention, it's just like it's less paper towels just wrapped really loosely, so it looks like it's right. the same size roll. That's pretty clever. That's pretty damn clever. Those sons of guns. They've got it all figured out in the paper towel industry. They do. <laughs> they are something to be admired. They know how to clear cut forests and uh, <laughs> trick people into to buying smaller things at smaller prices. It is That's tricky. Right. They are tricky sons of guns. I wonder who ever thought of that. Uh, some millionaire somewhere. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, uh, because I, I know that, like I said, I've used like 10 times as many paper towels trying to do the right thing to save a tree, you know? Yeah, I, we use so many paper towels around here. It's just, 
I, I feel guilty like daily. I just wake up drenched with guilt. Like, oh, just swimming in a sea of cardboard uh, like tubes. You're like, damn it. Yeah. And how pissed are you when you go to get a paper towel and there's just that cardboard tube there and you're like, fuck. How about, no, th- you know what? This just literally happened to me right before the show. There was cardboard tube with what appeared to be a little bit of paper towel left on it. But when I went to pull <laughs> the towel off, it was glued so tightly to the tube that it all ripped apart and I didn't even, I got like one little thread of paper towel. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got a mess to clean up. Have you ever, have you ever like gone to the paper towel and you see the, the roll in that state? It's just like a, a cardboard tube with that one last little bit wrapped around it. So you just took the tube and started rubbing it on your hands. Yes. That's I've done that so many times. I can't even tell you. <laughs> Me too. The damn tube. We should invent the tubeless paper towel thing. I mean, surely they could do that by now, can't they? They had in Vietnam tubeless tubeless toilet paper. paper. Somebody Somebody posted posted that on Reddit. So this is the toilet paper in Vietnam, Vietnam, and it's just a big-ass thick roll of toilet paper with no tubing, though. It's just a solid (laughs) cylinder. I thought you were just going to say it was a box of Kleenex. No, I I got to pretty much. Yeah, wow, shit, that's not a bad idea. Have you ever wiped your ass with those, like, wet wipes? <laughs> no, I have once, and it, I'm just not into it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for buying expensive toilet paper because, I mean, life is short. you got to kind of treat your asshole right. But I don't want to use a fucking whoa, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. i got to write that down. Life is short. you got to treat your asshole right. That's the line of the day right there. Let's go on. So I was just saying that I when I so I don't like the baby white things because they're just too I don't know. They're just too gross. They made my ass feel wet and unclean. I agree. I agree, dude. They're wet. It, it just feels weird wiping your ass your ass. Right. Thank you very much. I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's an odd feeling. And you know, there's people that swear by those things. And it's obviously people that have very, very damaged assholes, I would have to imagine. Oh, they're quite tender. I knew a guy. I've, I've been lucky, dude. I've never had a, uh, a hemorrhoid. But I knew a guy in college that used to get hemorrhoids. And uh, apparently they're pretty nasty things. Uh, have you ever had a hemorrhoid, Rufus? No. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not even sure what one is. You know, actually, neither am I. From what I understood, a hemorrhoid is like part of your asshole, inner asshole sticking out of your butthole, I think. Don't bark I my never, words on that, but I'm going to have to Google that and see what a hemorrhoid is. I, I never I want that to happen to me. Hemorrhoid. It's like hemorrhage. That's kind of scary in its own right. What is a hemorrhoid? Swelling and inflamed veins in the rectum and anus that cause discomfort and bleeding. Ooh. Yeah, they do not sound fun. Can't wait to get those when I get older. <laughs> Does everybody get them? Is it like uh, like cancer? You're just going to get it one day? <laughs> I would have to imagine. I, you know what? That's a good question. Uh, we should see how old the, how long the oldest person in the world went with before they got hemorrhoids. <laughs> Uh, looks like here it turned out there was a lady in Turkey in 1947 who did not get hemorrhoids until she was uh, 83. So, wow, well, great. 
it is possible not to get hemorrhoids at a young age. So as long as I can bail out by 83, I'm, I'm good. Do you ever think about that? I, I mean, I look at stuff sometimes like, man, I should fucking weed that area of rocks over there uh, by that path in my yard. But by the time they grow in, I'm just hoping that I'm dead. I'm just hoping I'll be dead before any of that happens. Have, wait, wait, wait. Have I ever hoped that you're getting existential here? Have I ever hoped that I'm dead before something <laughs> Right. Happens? Yes. Before you have to deal with something. Oh, well, yeah. Fucking every, every goddamn day. We are getting it's too the, deep. Uh, the, the Lord take me now thing. Just... Waking up in the morning, I'm just like, God damn, just fucking take me, God, right now. Can you, can you let me go in my sleep? What? What? That's got to be the best way to go. You just go to sleep after a good day, but maybe like a, not a Sunday, going to sleep on Sunday suck because you know Monday's coming, but maybe you have a good Saturday, Friday you go night. to sleep, and that's it, you know? No matter how often that happens, most people, it seems, die and Terrible it's fucking horrible. turmoil and pain and <laughs> right. disgusting situations. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about today. I'm like, you know what? But there's like a 99% chance that your death is not, like, peaceful. Really. Right. Or even the last days of your life are not peaceful, which is wrong. It is wrong. It, it, it will, at the very least, be inconvenient. But you know there's a good chance it's going to be excruciatingly painful as well. You know how they have planned parenthood? Maybe they need, like, a planned of end-of-lifehood or something where, like, they help you to prepare for dying. I mean, I know that they call that uh, – what do they call those places where people go to pass on to the other side? Oh, assisted suicide. No, no, not that. They, like, have people come to your house and drug you up. Jesus Christ, I can't remember the name of it. Nursing homes. No, no. Oh, jeez, that's going to drive me crazy. All right, I'll remember it here in a minute. But it's like a place where you go and they know you're going to die, so they send you to this place and they like just fill you full of drugs until you die, basically. Jesus but it's not Christ. supposed to be like that. Well, it's supposed to be well, like that. Wait a minute. I've been doing... I've been doing that since my teens. Well, that's self-medicating. There's kind of a difference between self-medicating and end-of-life uh, comfort. Not much, oh. but there is a difference. Here's something that I realized recently. I don't know if, if you've ever felt this way, but watching Internet porn made me realize that I had no idea how to do cunnilingus on a woman when I was younger. I'm just thinking about so many girlfriends that just I, I failed so miserably since I really did not know how to do that because no one that's like not something that you talk about or you know where are you supposed to learn I that? don't I learn that on the streets. Maybe I don't watch the close-up stuff enough, but I, I still don't know. I mean, I, I even checked it out recently, and every dude just—it it looks like he's just kind of doing a face dive into a watermelon and going crazy. I, I, I have learned no skills. <laughs> right. It always just looks so random. I, I have no idea what to do still. And, and you know, it's always awkward when you, you're with a chick and you're trying to do that and they're just like, no, thanks. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh -huh. a man will never understand how to do that. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Well, that's that's fine. I'm bringing... 
one of your girlfriends over, and I'll just watch. Teach me. Right. Yeah, there you go. Teach me. See, that's what they don't want to do. They're like so selfish. Instead of teaching another guy, they just rather like keep it to the to the other ladies. Yeah, it's it's control over men. That's what it's all about. Here's something I thought about the other day, Rufus. I was uh, reading a post on uh, on Facebook, and some people are talking about cult, like the Jehovah's Witness was a cult, right? Okay. When you get down to it, I mean, every religion is basically a cult, right? Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's, yeah, exactly. I was listening to an audio book by Sam Harris just yesterday or the day before, and he said exactly what you just said. He's like, the only difference between a cult and a religion is the amount of people that are willing to give it credit, you know. But, yeah, you're right, I guess. Well, I mean, how many that Sun Moon guy? You remember that guy? That he had like a million followers or something. I mean, how many people does it take to like before your cult becomes just a straight up religion? Then does it have to be like fifty million people or something? Uh, I don't know what where you you draw that line. I have no idea. I mean, a, you know what you would call like a a real religion these days are the things that have been around forever. So they have millions of fucking adherence, anything that comes along this novel or somehow different from that is, I guess, a cult. I don't know. And they usually have one central figure, right? That's like, I'm the dude that's got all the fucking answers, you know, do what I say and that might involve some you know, weird freaky shit, but... Yeah, uh, I guess if it was, it's more like politics, really, if you got more than one person involved. I mean, think about it. all religion is just like they went around and conquered people and made them believe what they want to believe. Sort of like we do with our quote-unquote democracy as we go around the world, you know, telling people, you got to stand up for your rights, blah, 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 and all this shit and that shit. But we don't even know how to do democracy here. Really? No, you're right. You're right. People, people, it, like the globe all throughout history, people are just fucking dumb. I, I think we're getting better at it, but overall we're still basically just like tribal people that think whatever our thing is that we are a part of is like the motherfucking thing, and if you're not part of it, fuck you, or I'm going to help you see things the way that I do. Right, by bombing the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, see? now... See what you made we, me we do? That's, that's what we say to them after we bomb like fucking small villages somewhere. We're like, see what you made us do? Well, you know we didn't want to do that. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've done that to the whole world. I mean, what to, what is one part of the world? I mean, okay, you know what? How is, like... How do they still exist? How, I mean, they don't even have enough food for themselves. Do we, like, just let them exist? I I don't know. I have no answers, dude. I, I think I've reached a point in my life where I understand that I have no answers about anything, even things that pertain to me specifically. And what's comforting is I've just been like, okay, that's cool. I'm just going <laughs> right. to stumble along. Whatever happens, Stop. happens. Stumbling being the primary term there. Literally. Stumbling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just 
Hey, you know what? We reached a halfway point in the Hypersloth Happy Hour. I'd like to spin a tune. Beer is food. You feeling it, Ruth? Oh, if it's beer is food, I'm definitely feeling it. All right, let's feel out some beer is food, folks. Here it is. Beer is food by Hypersloth. Right on.
Rufus. Rufus. That's his name. Rufus. If he since he didn't remember. That's me. So me and Rufus were just having Sorry. a little. Uh, we just had a little brainstorm while uh, we were letting listen to you guys listen to that jam. We've decided to come out with our own Hypersloth uh, toilet paper. Tell them a little bit about what they've won, Rufus. Well, it's, it's toilet paper. that You coined a phrase earlier that I think demands not only to be printed on something and sold, but it, it demands a product line. And that phrase that you said is, life is short, you got to treat your asshole right. I mean, doesn't that just sound that you're, it's comforting to hear? Because it's true. And so we're thinking about launching a, a brand of toilet paper that's covered with the faces of certain political figures that uh, you should certainly want to wipe your ass with. And uh, maybe toilet paper that gives you a little bit of pleasure, like a ribbed toilet paper or, uh, you know, studded toilet paper. And and then you came up with the idea of pre-soiled toilet paper, which I like, because if we could contract with or partner with some celebrities where you could have a roll of toilet paper that, say, Tom Cruise wiped his buttocks with, why would you not want to enjoy whatever you call that. Player. Right. Why would you not want to touch proverbial assholes with Tom fucking Cruise? I mean, it's, a, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to, like, put their asshole where Tom Cruise's asshole has been wiped? I I would. It's a no-brainer for all the uh, Top Gun fans out there. Just a no-brainer. Yeah, and we could, we could branch that out into the paper towels. We're talking about paper towels. Uh, I, I would use paper towels that had formerly been Tom Cruise's toilet paper. I would love to, like, um, use Kleenex that had, is covered in his ejaculate for paper towels. Me as well. I, yes, I would, uh, uh, yeah. I'm and, pretty sure Tom Cruise just rubs one out into a dirty sock, though. Let's be realistic. He's kind of a freak. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, he is a Scientologist. So right. I, I think it's part of the protocol. He just says that he's blowing his nose into a dirty sock, but I know what he's really doing. <laughs> yeah, well, snot doesn't get that crispy after a week. <laughs> it doesn't turn that shade of yellow when it dries. No, it doesn't, doesn't smell that much like ammonia. <laughs> oh, my God. You've really crossed the line, Rufus. You've crossed the line. Salty. Oh, man. Stop already. Stop. <laughs> Tom Cruise's people will be after us before we know it, looking for a piece of this action. They're like probably yeah, not starting up some kind of company that he can like collect money from. We'll be six feet under, man. They're gonna they're gonna put us under and ride this financial wave into uh, more money. It's Tom Cruise, so we'll technically we'll only be four feet under. That's true. Hey, hey, I'm the same height as Tom Cruise. Is that a fact? I have no idea. I don't think you're that. I'm I'm five seven. If the barometric pressure is right. If you're on a good day. If you're not leaning over, if you're, I think I could get an extra inch if I actually don't walk around looking like a boiled shrimp. Unfortunately, (laughs) I have, I have the. I have the posture of a boiled shrimp. I don't know when that happened. Life, life has defeated me to the point that my posture is that of a boiled shrimp. <laughs> Hang on, i got to jot that down. <laughs> the posture of a boiled shrimp. 
as opposed to the posture of an unboiled shrimp. Which I mean, I guess if you think about it, you know, I could I've probably only seen a live shrimp like ten times in my life, and that was on TV. But God, are they gross! But you know, they're like they're, 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 they're fucking nasty. nasty. They don't really taste like much. So I mean, a shrimp you can pretty much make to taste like anything. I think. Yeah, I mean they are. Their consistency is kind of uh, I don't want to say chewy, but there's a. You got to bite through something, you know. It's not. It doesn't. It, it, shrimp is not a melt in your mouth kind of thing. <laughs> no, definitely. But you're right. There's the only flavor to a shrimp is the butter that you put on it. Or the cocktail sauce. So. Or the yeah. cocktail sauce. Or the uh, what's that other white sauce that has like a tartar pickle bits in it? Tartar sauce. Yeah. Tartar sauce. Tartar. Delicious. That was created by pirates. Tartar. Tartar. Just like. Steak tartare. <laughs> have you ever had steak tartare, by the way? I have not. I don't. I have no desire to ever eat raw meat. I I used to only like my steaks and hamburger. I still prefer a hamburger cooked gray all the way through. But now I'll eat a steak that's medium. Not medium rare, but medium. Me too. Me too. We're on the same page with that, dude. I'll, I'll never eat raw meat. And I, I usually do medium. If I've had a few beers in my judgments been compromised, I'm, I might do medium rare on a steak, but a, a burger has got to be no no red in a burger at all. You know, here's something, Rufus. I went to a really fancy restaurant with my wife not that long ago, and I ordered a Kobe beef steak, right, because I watch a ton of fucking Food Network shit, and they're always like, oh, Kobe beef, it's like hand-padded or whatever. It's just supposed to be the tenderest fucking beef in the world. So I order my, like, $70 Kobe beef steak and literally this thing is like 5 ounces right? It's like 12 bucks yeah. an ounce whatever for this shit and Jesus. they bring it to me and the fucking thing is like cooked through and ruined and I'm such a fucking pacifist that I just sat there chewing on my fucking $70 piece of beef because I'm afraid to send it back like I'll insult the either the waitress or someone will just spit on it or rub it in fucking semen or on a toilet seat or something and send it back out to me. Well, how how did you order it? I ordered it medium. Here's what happened. This is a classic fucking thing where the lady doesn't write down your order, right? She's just so fucking uh, I, clever that you don't have to – she doesn't have to write down your order. She can just fucking remember it and go and put it in as she stops and takes like two or three fucking drink orders on her way back to the computer. So my wife ordered her hamburger, well done. I ordered my steak, medium. Well, needless to say, both our fucking meals were ruined because Brainiac decided that the hamburger was supposed to be medium and the steak was supposed to be well done. Oh, my fucking God. of herself that she's probably avoiding carpal tunnel because she just doesn't want to write anything down. I mean, I'm never impressed by that. I want to be like... Through the thing, I wouldn't be like, shouldn't you be writing this down? You know, and they just look at you like, <laughs> kind of fucking retard. You know, no, I'm not insulting your intelligence. You're a waitress. It's obvious that, you know, you need to just write this stuff down. Let's just stick with that. Okay, so I, I've got two points to make with that. One, I, I think it would be awesome if, if from now on we, anytime that happened, we and, and all of our listeners, which are many, Legion, um, just grab a pen out of your pocket and hand that and your napkin to the fucking waitress. Oh, my so God. She can do her fucking job right. 
Uh, that's a comment. My question is, but did you tip? Uh, of course I did. Of course I fucking tipped because I'm an Why idiot. Why would you tip? Because I'm an Why idiot. Why would you tip? Because what if she wanted to give me a blowjob later and I was the dickhead that didn't tip? Come on now. Get real, Rufus. You're there with your wife and your food was fucked. I was, I was going to just be hang out by the ice machine later, okay? <laughs> the ice machine. Yeah, just like kick it by the ice machine. I'm like, hey, what's up to people that come by? What's going on? Wait, so are you, are you saying that the waitress was attractive? People. What? Are, are you implying that the waitress was attractive? Well, yeah, she was attractive. Of course she was attractive. <sighs> but you know what? I wanted to say to her, hey, you see, it, does that apron have a pocket? And when she looks down and says yes, I'll be like, put a fucking pad and paper and a pencil in it, dumbass. <laughs> Oh, that'd be a great line in a movie. It's fucking ridiculous, though. You know, I just you're not impressing me, especially when you. No. First of all, I'm not like, hey, to my wife, I'm like, hey, Shan, did you see that? She didn't use um, a pen or a paper, and she got her order right. Should I give her an extra like ten bucks? You know, that has never crossed my mind. Now, I think the the risk reward calculation there as a, as a weight person is not very good because you're going to fuck that shit up. Especially, like you said, if she stops on the way right. to like get somebody else's water refilled or whatever, you're going to forget was, that shit. I was like cringing because I could see her stopping. And every time she stopped, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. She forgot that I only wanted like uh, potatoes or whatever. I'm like, every time she stopped, I knew something in our order was getting screwed up. Well, of course. Of course, of course. So I say we open a restaurant chain where it's mandatory that the waitress uses a fucking pen and paper. We'll call it pen and paper. I think they I should think use big cheetah tablets and like those black crayons. Black crayons. Uh, Dude, I, you know what? I actually feel sorry for the waitress people of the world because I, I actually like waitresses and stuff, but they're phasing them out. Because if you've been to a Chili's lately... I mean, basically, all the waitress really needs to do is bring you your food because they're putting these little kiosks yep, yep. where they, like, yep, collect. Yep. And I'm like, okay, it's offered me to tip 20%, but, you know, why am I tipping my waitress 20%? And I'm not trying to be rude, but all she did was bring the food out. You know what I mean? She yep, took the yep. order and brought the food out. At some point, I could easily put the the order in with my hand, you know what I mean? And then someone brings the food out. And guarantee there'd be less mistakes. There is no reason you shouldn't be able to do that. They should have in that same little unit, and I've seen it too, where you just swipe your card. Right. They should just have the options. You just pick, okay, hamburger, this well done, or, you know, done this way with french fries. Boop, go. And then a human or a robot brings it to you. Dude, let's spend the sit-in restaurant. Where you just sit and you, you give your order, like old-timey style, you're sitting in a booth, you give your order through like one of those boxes like they used to do in a drive-in. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And and you're actually just sitting in a restaurant. And then someone just runs your food out to you. It's for people that don't have cars. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I like it. I like it. As long as we can get rid of waiters and waitresses who who don't write their fucking orders down, I'm, I'm, I'm game. Right. Here's my and I, 
I'm sure that these people are like, you know what I do? So I never, this would, if you ask them, they'd be like, what I do is I associate a number with everything in your order. You know how people like have these weird ways of remembering names and stuff? Oh, yeah. So I would just be like, no, all you really need to do is write it down because the more you're trying to associate my order with some kind of fucked up thing in your head, the more likely it is to get ruined. It'll be wrong. Dude, no shit. So uh, you should just be like, look, so look, you've been writing since you're about three years old, but you just now learned this crazy fucking mental game. I'll tell you what, just write it down, please. I just think it should be mandatory. I, I think as a as an owner of a restaurant, you would have to think how many times that's getting screwed up. Right. You know and, what I mean? You're like, that's just food costs going up. And labor. It is food costs going up. And, and bad reviews on the internet and shit, right, which are true. important now. Right. And if we're worried about if they're like, oh no, we're a fine dining restaurant, we don't we don't write things down, our people know. <laughs> right. Well then give them like hardbound journals and month block pens so that they can look good writing it down. But you know, fucking get that shit right. Hey, you know what you're saying to me? If you're telling your fine dining staff not to write down the the customer's order, you're probably not washing your dishes correctly either because it's that fucking basic. <laughs> yeah, the dishwashers are just as pompous. They're like, I don't need soap. Right. I don't need use soap. I just, <laughs> I just fling things off. Right, yes. I, they probably have a special, like, uh, a stainless steel scraping tool that they scrape <laughs> stuff with. Dude, have you ever That's been right. This is crazy. I don't know if you've ever been to, like, I went to, like, a really fine dining restaurant with my wife when we were dating. You know, I was pulling out all the fucking stops. Seemed to have worked, by the way, because I couldn't get rid of her, but I haven't been able to afford to take her back to such a nice restaurant ever since I lost that chunk of change. But they come up, they, like, give you bread and stuff, right? And you, like, get the bread before, blah, blah, blah. You get the, you know how you do that. Well, then they come out with, like, this thing that's like a comb, Okay. And they, like, comb your tablecloth of, like, all the crumb stuff. Yes. It was the weirdest fucking thing. I'm like, what in the fuck is this guy doing? And he's, like, basically turning the crumbs of bread into our tablecloth into, like, lines of cocaine that he, like, then dusted away. It was the fucking weirdest thing ever. But he had, yeah, like, I've this never... special golden, like, thing that he used to, like, do the fucking tablecloth. That was insanity. I've never heard of or seen that in all my years of obsessively watching Food Network and the Cooking Channel. That is the oddest thing I've ever, I have, ever heard you know of. What? You sure it wasn't just a weirdo that was there? <laughs> it might have been. Turns out it was a homeless guy, and he did actually <laughs> snort the bread off of the uh, off of the table, then went on a two straight or two uh, two day killing spree on the interstate. Well, His name was James Brown. At least he didn't write down your order. Remember when James Brown did that? He like yeah, he just did do something crazy, all right? He like beat his wife and then jumped in a right. car and drove around or something. Right. He like he did a bunch of coke, right? Got drunk, beat up his wife, jumped in his Cadillac, and like drove fifty miles. This was in Texas. Drove like fifty miles down thirty five. Until they had to shoot his fucking tires out, like plowing into shit on the way, and again, <laughs> right. one day of fucking jail time. 
What, he didn't do any jail time? Is that what you said? Oh, wait, no, maybe he did go to jail for that. He probably did like six years for that. Let's look that up. Oh, this shit. show is brought to you by Google or whatever my search engine is using right now. It might be something else. I don't know. I don't care. James Brown. What do you think I would put in for that? James Brown. Highway James. shootout. Highway chase cocaine conviction. Open it. Just see what comes up. Yeah, he got a six-year sentence. I was wrong about that. He got a six-year sentence uh, for that. Oh, man. James Brown, day after shooting at police on PCP. Oh, I forgot he was on PCP. fucking <laughs> Dude, the crazy God, part damn. is he's fucking, like, 65 years old. God damn. Today to speak to a headliner. In fact, they call him the godfather of soul, Mr. Dynamite, and the hardest working man in showbiz. But very soon, he may be known as the defendant. Grammy winning soul singer James Brown is about to embark on a South American tour, but it's this tour that prompted his latest brush with the law. Brown says that he and his wife had an argument because she wasn't going on the tour with him. Adrian Brown and South Carolina police say that in the argument, it was Resulted, as a matter of fact, in Brown assaulting his wife with a lead pipe and firing a gun. <laughs> he fucking assaulted her with a pipe. I was, I was just about to say, did they mention lead pipe in that report? Yeah. Fucking God. Oh, James. Two state automo- or two state chase. Jesus it's Christ. There was shooting at cops and there was a lead pipe involved. My God. Yeah, he was fucking crazy. Oh, he was in South Carolina. I don't know why I thought that happened. Did he get in? Did he do something in Texas too? I'm, I'm sure he did. Now, must have at some point. Let's see if there's more than two highway James Brown highway chase two part two. Uh, uh, I feel good. <laughs> Beat you with a lead pipe in the brain now. <laughs> PCP. Give me some PCP. Yeah, you know me. PCP. Yeah, you smoked me. <laughs> what? What stage are you in your life when you decide that you're going to smoke PCP? Apparently, <laughs> in your sixties. Right. What? That when he's fifty, he's fifty-five. Fifty-five when he did that. Imagine what he was doing when he was like thirty-five. Drug-wise. Oh, I mean, God. But There's I guess no drug shit just gets worse. I don't know. I don't understand how that shit works. I don't know. Well, I mean, when you're a fucking millionaire rock star soul godfather guy, you get pretty, you pretty much, you're, you're like royal royalty in your own mind. So you're just doing all the shit. Well, and why are you, why is he even married? Would you, I wouldn't be married, uh, probably. Uh, well, well I, I, he was probably on PCP when he got married. Obviously, he was. <laughs> you know what? He The sad part was he thought that the lead pipe was a bouquet of roses. And he just like kept yeah. her because he was so high on PCP. Turns out, yeah, it wasn't. It was just, it was, unfortunately, it was not roses. It was a lead pipe. <laughs> the lead pipe. Let's start a. An online company like Pro Flowers, except it'll just be like leadpipe.com where you just, just send a beating to somebody. Pipe. 
some random guy will just show up and beat somebody. <laughs> I was reading this book about it's about investing, right? And this guy who's like a super famous investor, he uh, he said that he loved like the most boring stocks ever. And his favorite stock mm-hmm. of all time was a, a company called SCI that was a mortuary stock. And all they oh, wow. do, and it still is, and all they do is going around like buying up and like making mortuary chains. You know, and it's, it sounds, I thought what would be more awesome if this guy was smart, he would try to get these people to invest in these mortuaries and like go to all the old folks' homes and be like, hey, look next to you. Look at the guy on the other side of you. You know, one of you people is not going to be here in six months. So you should probably get into this mortuary stock and, like, maybe oh my offer God. a discount. You could offer them a discount. They could get, like, a referral commission for being like, yeah, this old guy is going to fucking croak soon. We'll <laughs> right. pick him up now. Yeah, let's get him measured up. They come in and, like, take measurements on people. <laughs> If we could right. do like a Carbonaro effect where we go into a place and like tell the people we're there to take their measurements for their caskets. Be like, yeah, we're part of the pre-casket team. We're here to measure you for your casket. Oh, my God, the pre-casket team. Caskets are us. Dude, could you just drive up, just get a van and write caskets are us on it and pull up into the parking lot of an old folks home and just sit there. Yeah, you know what we could do? I could make out a couple of pamphlets as well, and we could, like, hand out pamphlets just to get, like, a hidden camera show and see how awesome. people are acting. You think they would ask us to leave? Well, they can ask us. They couldn't make us because they're old and feeble. We should, do, we should do, like, an experiment like that where we just get a van, like an old rape van with no windows or no nothing on it, and we just put different, like, stickers on it. Like, put it out behind, like, a, a Chinese restaurant and have, like, cat rescue or something on the side. <laughs> of it. And just really, park it really. and see what kind of effect it has on business. Awesome. What, where else could we put a van like that? I mean, anything food-related, almost, you can do that. Here's what you do. You got a van on one side that says cat rescue. On the other side, it's a Japanese food truck. Oh, my God, it's a Japanese delivery truck. <laughs> Great. Yes. I love it. Oh, my God, that is perfect. No, in the front is the cat rescue truck. In the back, in the back doors are where the, the food comes out. Of. That's right. That's right. There's a small processing facility inside. The processing facility. But dude, that would be hilarious. How do we not? How do we not have our own hidden camera show? Your that idea is genius. Like on one side it's cat rescue, on the other side it's Japanese food delivery. Beautiful, beautiful, Rufus. Send that Thank one. Thank you. Send that one up top to Global Corp. Let's get somebody working on that. We'll do. I'll send you an email tomorrow. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Unfortunately, dude, I didn't have a chance to listen to Tuesday's show. I'm sorry I missed it. Oh, it wasn't much. I actually did one, which is... I'll have to tune cool. in. I think. Most, I've been so depressed every time like you've had to not do one or I've had to not do one that I usually just put up a rerun. But I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I want to you know, pull through. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, I spun some songs, which is cool, and I promoted them and like where to get them. As far as, like, you know, being witty and shit. 
It was terrible. You should fire me I'm immediately sure. and find another co-host. No way, dude, because you know what? When I listened to the first shows before I horned my way into your show, before this was the Hypersloth Happy Hour, what was the name of the show going to be before I forced you to let me to be part of your show? Did it have uh, a name? I don't know. It didn't have a name. No. There was literally like one or two episodes before I thought, well, I think ZigZag would make a good component here. You know, and I'm glad you invited me to be part of the show because I thoroughly have enjoyed the show, Rufus, since we've been doing it almost two years now. How many episodes do we have of the Hypersloth Happy Hour? Is this really 252, or did you just make that up? Is it, no, it's at least 252. When I decided to start counting them just so we could keep track of them somehow, I, I did go back and and count each one. I may have missed one or two, but, yeah, this is literally, most literally, uh, 252. So we have over a month's worth of, of songs. Let's, let's divide 200. That's, we have 10 days, 10 solid days, 24 hours a day of the Hypersloth Happy Hour, technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually longer because every show really goes an hour and a half instead of just an hour. That's true. That's true. That's true. Wow. I would like to sit down and do a marathon listen sometime because I know there's just so many ideas that we came up with during the show that I have long since forgot about. And I know that just from listening to old episodes, sometimes I'm like, damn, that was a fucking great idea. Yeah, yeah. man, those old shows are great. Back whenever things like working perfect, we sounded like we were actually in like a studio. Whatever happened to that? Well, now I'm here in the fucking boonies and I just can't use Skype. Oh, yeah. It. Seriously, when you when you were in Texas and wired up, Hardline, yeah, they did. They, it was no doubt that those shows were crisp and clean, but I don't think these sound that bad, really. They don't, they're not, they don't sound that bad. They don't sound that bad. I, but I, I, I gotta say, I, I'm glad to hear that you have not listened to that show because it's had eight listens, and I just assumed well, that was probably zigzag checking it out like off and on throughout the day or whatever. But if, you, if, if that's not you, then our last episode, which was just me, has had eight listens. I think the one before that's had eleven. All so, right. Well, I'd like to say, too, that this show is brought to you by 420 Products USA, is our sole sponsor of the Hypersloth Happy Hour. Are they not, Rufus? Yes, it is. You can uh, buy the products or at least check them out right now at 420productsusa.com. We'd like for you to do that because we need to get some pricing and some more product up there. But what we really do is have a really cool video that you guys can check out about uh, <laughs> playing golf with the, the Bud Buddy. Is that is, is that your hands in that video? That is my hands. Could you tell? I I went out and had them specially done, had them done up real nice. They look like they've never seen a day of work in their life, so I just assume they were yours. Yes, they they are mine, and you're correct. I'm very very <laughs> lazy individual. Oh my god! Well, who was filming though? Because both your hands are in the in the, in the scene at one point. That would have been my man, Mr. Boggs. Let's just call him Mr. Boggs. And, uh, yeah, I, I forced him to hold the camera. And, you know, I don't know, people, it's so crazy, dude, because I'm like, hey, I want to put a little thing together for the Bud Buddy here. And I'm like, here, just videotape me. And it's like, you know, people are on their camera, video, camera, phones, whatever, all day, every fucking day. But I hand this guy this thing and ask him to do it for me. And you thought that he was, like, five years old because he, like, got so intimidated. Really? Really? He did as good a job as he could, though. Thank you, Mr. Boggs. I appreciate it. Was he intimidated by the technology or just by participating in something that's 
you know, obviously awesome and revolutionary. No, no, just working the camera, like trying to be part of, like the camera, because I'm like, here, videotape me, my hands right now, and he's like, ah, he got like super nervous. <laughs> I swear. I'm gonna sample that. I'm gonna sample that. That's awesome. I got. I gotta know when that happened because that was a great fucking sound. It would have been 59 minutes and 59 seconds, I think. Why 60 seconds for an hour? Why 60 minutes in an hour? Or 60 seconds for a minute? Any idea? I, I dude, I, I have no idea. It's probably arbitrary, I guess. I mean, it's, I, I have no idea. I'm just going to assume that it's before they knew how to count to 100. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, why, why is it 100? But what do you count if it's – okay, so there's 60 minutes in an hour. If you broke that – you're breaking my, my brain at this point. I have no clue. Yeah, just 60 seconds, 60 minutes. Well, I'm just trying to figure out why 60. Sounds like something my daughter would ask me. Okay, so it's 60 seconds, 60 minutes, and but then 24 hours. Right. Yeah, that that makes no sense. Let's, uh, let me look that up real quick. Why 60 seconds? Why is a minute divided? Uh, here, someone, someone else. The Babylonians. We have the Babylonians to thank. Wow. Says here, thanks to documented evidence of the Egyptians' use of sundials, most historians credit them with being the first civilization to divide the day into smaller parts. Blah blah blah, Egyptians. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Okay, I don't feel like reading that much. I don't know. We'll never know. Probably they'll never know. <laughs> I gotta get to that down. <laughs> I don't feel like reading that much. We'll never know. That's, man, that, I'm going to use that one with my son. Every time he asks me a question about life or something, I'm to be like, that. Ah, I don't feel like reading that much. So I guess you're just not going to know. You know what? We should write, like, a book that this answers to, like, most kids' questions. You know? Like, like I don't know. Because there's not really a definitive book out there like that. I'm afraid all my, all my answers would be really smart alecky and kind of mean. Well, all I would have to say in it technically is I don't know. It would be one page. You open it up. It just says, I don't know. That's not a bad idea idea. for like a gimmicky, like a gag gifty book for like new parents. Oh my God. That would be awesome. It's literally like genuine questions, but every answer is, I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Like 50 different ways to say, I don't know. Right. Ask me later. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm not your real father. Go ask your real father. (laughs) That's right. That'd be a great question for your real father. (laughs) If we can ever find him, I'll I'll bring it up. Oh, gosh. Oh, golly. Mr. Rufus, it sure is fun to have a Friday night free-for-all, is it not? Yeah, it is. I wish we had the face-to-face rocking them. We need to figure that out. I know. It's so crazy. It's like, why would they take that out? It makes no sense. <sighs> would it work if, if we did the Skype thing first and then added them in? 
We're going to have to try it sometime because I, maybe, I don't know, maybe I just suck at Skype, but it just there's no place for me to add you. Well, I can't do it. I can't add you now because I'm talking to them through Skype. Yeah, Dude, yeah it's, Skype. it's not your, it's not you sucking at Skype. It's, it's, it's something how they handle Skype. If you add me, which should you should be able to do, then you get kicked off. So that's not your fault. That's just there's some technical lapse happening there. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know why they do that. I did see that there's a did you see the new hipster version of Naked and Afraid that's coming out? There's like No, a, I have not. Yeah, uh well they I saw an intro to it. One guy brings a record collection and the other guy uh he brought a beard comb. Oh cool. Well I like how it's two guys. It is you guys. That's kind of the new twist that they're doing on it as well. <laughs> and and so do do they like find a a beehive so they can get wax for their mustaches? They do. And here's the see, but they had to call it dude because they found out it was it's kind of like cheating because they both had an unending source of protein. <laughs> oh my god! Thank like you a, for a understanding the sickness and depravity of that joke. That that was brilliant and enticing. I shall watch it. Uh, you should. You should. I think their names were Jeremy and Benjamin. Oh, Jeremy and Benjamin. So when he came down to it, it was J Dog and B Dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have known that for sure. You know what we I, do? I, I should do a, another prank call to uh to. Tucci's, Southside Subs. We're going to make that place famous by prank calling it. You know go what? For it. I'm, do it now. No, you know what I want to do? I want to get my wife to do it because I wanted a lady's voice to asking them how big their Italian sausage is and then if they thought it would satisfy two 16-year-old girls. <laughs> Dude, that would be radio gold. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it would be kind of funny, wouldn't you? Just like my wife would be, yeah, would be funny. I've got two 16-year-old girls here that really want it really bad, and I'm not sure, you know, if it's enough to satisfy them. Do you think your sausage could satisfy two 16-year-old girls? Is it a foot long? <laughs> That's what they need. To, she needs to ask for. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it skinless? I mean, because. Oh, my God. That's I guess we're going to have to call on Friday. Yes. Are they still only doing it on Fridays? Oh, shit. I have no idea. So, when you're in Austin, Texas, on South, uh, or Ben White, was that? It was Ben White, wasn't it? Check out mm-hmm. two cheese subs because I'll tell you right now, they're damn good subs. No doubt about it. The man knows what he's doing when it comes to eating a sandwich. Or not eating one, making one. And it has an awesome sign because some genius designed the sign for that place. Am I correct about that, Rufus? Uh, you are correct. And you're. Is that is the only really good design that Genius has ever made? <laughs> really, that Genius yes. is. You know what? I've gotten to the point, dude, where you know I design pamphlets for a living, and I like do something, and I hate it every fucking time. And I'm always surprised. Yeah. When yeah. like, yeah, I really like that. And I'm like, God, really? Because that's Me garbage. Me too, dude. Every time I do like a voiceover thing, <laughs> right? I, I, I've got to listen to it back. That's brutal. That's fucking torture. 
And at some point, I'm just going to be like, okay, it's done, I guess. Like, I can't sound any more terrible. And I'll send it over, and I'm just waiting. And I'm just hearing back, well, can you do it this way or that way? And I'm completely shocked and surprised when I'm like, you nailed it. Or, yeah, that's great. Right. Because I'm with you 100%. That is why we drink. It is why we drink. It is. I mean, you just get so focused on your own fucking shit that you think it's terrible. You forget that everybody else outside of your particular weird fucking realm has no idea how to do what you do. So they don't understand all the little missteps. I mean, you can literally make a pamphlet that is shit from, like, your point of view. But your client will be like, oh, yeah, that's fucking right. A million times I've done that, but like, God, I'm almost embarrassed to show these guys that shit. And I showed them like, oh, my God, it's even way better than we thought. And I'm just like, right. man. So I just start making them worse and worse every time because I'm like, these fucking idiots don't know anything. Now, here's the deal. Whenever you get like a, a, a response like that, when you, you know, you send a client something that you think is shit and they come back and like, man, that's fucking awesome. Do you feel good about yourself, or, or do you think like I do? I just I, I'm like oh my god I'm I'm like whittling away my chances. My luck in life is, is <laughs> right. getting less and less. And it's not that I'm good at it. It's that I just got lucky again, and this can't happen forever. <laughs> you know, and I'm exactly with you about that. And it's crazy because I don't know why no one ever told me it was awful or anything. I'm just like so convinced that it's awful. I'm like, I can't do anything good. I'm fucking a worthless piece of garbage. <laughs> and I'm probably, you know, my parents tell me that my whole life probably didn't even have anything to do with that. I probably am just a worthless piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're obviously good at what we do. We're successful at it. I wonder what it's like to really be a, a complete piece of garbage. And yeah, that is a fucking something. great question. Ask Donald Trump. Well, he's the same way, though. Know. Dude, you know that well, post that you put up? You're right. Oh, my God. You have just fucking compared me to Donald Trump. And it well, works. No, both of us. Oh, my I mean, God. Well, I have to solve my opposite. What he does like Donald is Trump. He puts out shit, but all he gets back is praise. We put out what we think is shit, and we get back praise. There's a difference right. there, but it's kind of the same. Oh, my God, I'm Donald Trump. I might as well just change my back, my last name to Trump right now. Drop the paper. <laughs> Zig Trump. Zig Trump. I'm going to trademark Trump. He'd probably sue me. Because after yeah, the yeah, presidency, yeah. he's probably going to want to lose the name. He'll never be present. Tell me, Rufus, he'll never be present so I can sleep tonight. I don't know. It looks, it looks It's looking like it's him and, and Hillary. That's a contentious fucking match right there. What we need to do is, I think Donald was right about something when he said that if uh, Bernie doesn't get the nomination, he should just run as a fucking independent. I'm all for that. You know what I mean? Because either you got Hillary or yeah. you got Trump. They're like the same fucking thing. At least Bernie would have a fucking chance then, and the people would get to fucking make a decision of who they want. Because, yeah. I mean, Indiana, where I grew up, po- politically-wise, is the most back-ass place in the whole fucking world. 
and they and Bernie won there. So that's a big fucking deal for that he can convince people that, you know, there's a better way to do things. Because Indiana is so conservative. I, I was shocked when when he won Indiana over really? Oh yeah. Floored. It's it's just the whole two party system. It's it's too limiting. I mean you either have a really good person in each party or a lunatic in each party, but you don't have another option. You're either voting for two good people or one good person and a lunatic or two lunatics. There's never any in between. Even you know, independent exists. It's not like a party. There's no independent right. that's going to get like all the TV exposure. And libertarians... I mean, that's a real party, but they get no fucking exposure. I mean, I'd much rather have a libertarian than... Everybody needs to be an independent. You know what I mean? Forget Democrats and Republicans is just like the same thing as a big corporation. You know what I mean? It is. It's like Coke and Pepsi or... Yeah, they just get whatever everybody else gets. You know what I mean? Right. So everybody should be an independent state. I get to vote for whoever the fuck I want. That's kind of the whole idea because I I went to vote, dude, and it was one of these primaries where you have to tell them if you're voting Democrat or voting Republican. Okay? What do you so in, what that does is it makes it so like when you vote for like city councilman or city treasurer or whatever, you're automatically stuck voting for the Democratic Party if you're voting for the Democratic, you know, uh, presidential candidate so you're voting right. people in office because you don't you can't vote for anybody else so it's either yeah. vote or vote. And that, that kind of hints at a bigger problem is that you vote for so many motherfuckers at the same time that you can't possibly oh my know God. who's doing what you know you yeah. just vote a democrat ticket or republican ticket and all these other people just automatically get voted into office that you may never have even fucking heard of or know what they believe or think. Dude, there was so many. I swear to God, on one point in this thing, it said, vote for no more than 45. So there was like 63 people on this ballot for doing something. I didn't even read it, but I'm like, what? Vote for 45 of these fucking people? And it has their names, and you're supposed to like go through and, I guess, know everybody's stance on everything, you know, right, right. 45 fucking people. It's all fixed. The whole world is, is fixed. Is. What do we do? Bernie's right, you need a revolution, but people are too scared of fucking revolutions. We're comfy enough with our internet and our fucking yeah. uh, teen porn that we don't need anything to change. Well, I mean, you know... I hate, like, accepting apathy, but there is something to be said about that. I mean, at least we're not being routed out of our fucking homes by militants and shit, and our children are getting, like, kidnapped and raped, and people are getting gunned down in the streets. But still, we just seem so fucking dumb. Well, let's not tell everybody we're the fucking most powerful nation in the world and we got it all figured out. When we can't even feed or clothe our own fucking people. I mean, in Korea, North Korea, everybody, you know, I don't know. Supposedly everybody has food or whatever. But, I mean, obviously they probably don't. I don't know. But they put on the thing like they do here. We don't even act like everybody's got food. We're like, hey, we got food. You don't. Ah, Too bad for you. 
know, North Korea is fucked. But, but we're just dumb and complacent, and I, I don't know, dude. You know, we we are the victims of our own riches, pretty much. I guess. Here's what is really strange, Rufus. You know, I've been dealing with some people in China for for our 420 products business, and uh, the Chinese people are always so nice and so fucking friendly. I'm like, man, China has been portrayed awful basically on the news, but everyone that I've ever dealt with in China, it's like mm-hmm. customer service is job one in China. And that's probably why they're getting more business than America, unfortunately. Because yeah, they, they are polite, they know what they're fucking doing, you know what I mean? They're not shuffling you off, they're, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know anything about that, like the day-to-day life of being a person in China, it could be terrible, it could be good, I have no idea, but it seems like, from what I've seen, that they're doing pretty goddamn fucking well, and, like, they're going to unseat us if they haven't already, it's just like the economic superpower, so they must yeah, be doing I mean, something right. I'm thinking they have, because the people that I talk to, like, on the weekends, I'm like, what you, you know, we'll just make chit-chat and emails, and the guy's like, I'm going on holiday, he's going to drink some beer and, like, take out his boat and shit, I'm like, wow. You know, the guy's fucking doing all right, apparently. He's got a boat. He's drinking beer. What the fuck? It's like he's an American. And his supervisor is probably holding a whip over his head and being like, tell me you have a boat. Tell me you have a boat. Now, say boat. <laughs> you think so? I like to imagine I like don't. that. That's how Trump likes me to think about it, anyway. Or wait, he doesn't care about it. Tell the American you have a boat. <laughs> what did you say about the boat? I said, tell American you have vote. Oh, yeah. You tell him you have vote now. You tell him you eat steak for dinner tonight. <laughs> steak and pizza fry. You have steak and pizza fry and on your vote. Now. American steak and french fry. Classic American steak and french fry. <laughs> you have steak and french fry and you watch a baseball today. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Tell him you have steak and french fry on your boat. Steak <laughs> and french fry, a hot dog on your boat, and you want to be a dog. <laughs> and your grandma bring apple pie. Apple pie. You said apple pie. Say ow. Whip, 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 whip. Oh my God! We've officially lost control of the hypercontact <laughs> of people. What like happens? Game control of it. What happens in the VIP part of the show? We just we literally have no control over. <laughs> so I apologize for you hearing some of the funniest shit you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> oh my God! Take it for a try. Nothing says America like steak and french fries. <laughs> uh. Oh, my gosh. That was funny to see your joke about saying that your cardiologist always says, see you soon. <laughs> As he gives you a gift certificate to the Cheese of the Month Club. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, he always winks at me when he says, see you soon. Oh, I thought that was your proctologist. Not your... <laughs> no, he gives me a thumbs up, but his thumb is around. <laughs> Literally. 
He's got a piece of corn hanging off his thumbnail. You are a sick fucker. You are a sick fucker. <laughs> a bloody piece of corn, I hope. He's <laughs> got a hemorrhoid Nepal hanging off of it. <laughs> hanging off the bottom. He's holding up like a fisherman with a catch. <laughs> oh, we should sell the pre-soiled proctology gloves. <laughs> oh my god, they're they're completely unused, but the the forefinger is brown oh with the uh, the insides of a celebrity. And it's like as soon as you open the box, it releases a bunch of live flies. <laughs> but it's got a fancy, nice like parchment card that's like printed in script with like its provenance. This here is Tom Cruise's. Oh my God. This is such uh, Tom Cruise's non-disease colon. (laughs) You know I'm going to have polyps someday. I'm just not even looking forward to it. (laughs) Well, if I cancer, we'll all get polyps and hemorrhoids. I'm convinced I already have cancer, to be honest with you. I just don't know about it yet. My buddy, my buddy was convinced he had cancer. He found out he had a, a hernia, and he's uh, like, and I'm like, well, how long did it? Were you in pain? He's like, I don't know, three or four months. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, <laughs> like I felt the bump, and I was sure it was cancer, so I just decided not to go to the doctor to find out. Oh my uh, god, three or four months. Oh, I'm I'm I doing mean, that right now. I'm on my second year of basically back pain because I'm sure I have cancer in my spine and I don't want to know about it because they'll tell me to stop dear on two years of cancer denial <sighs> I've denied things longer than that that's all I know that's true life is denial is it not it is denial it's denial of death I don't think enough people. That's give pretty much true. God damn, that's deep, dude. Life is a denial of death. Wow. Wow. I'm breaking it up tonight, baby. You know what it is? <laughs> we're just... with you. Uh, I smoked uh, some uh, some pineapple, some pineapple express, which always gets me up and going for the show. No lie. Really? Do you want some of that? Did you send me some of that? No, that's why I'm not sending you any. I, I want to seem like I'm in control of the show. Oh, nice, nice. <clears throat> well, I think when you say things like life good. is a denial of death, i got to say you're in control of something. I'm in control of life thus far because I'm denying yeah. death. Just like I'm also denying polyps and hemorrhoids. Sons, you got to All right. Back. There behind you. Yeah, my little shithead dog's going nuts. He's a good boy, but he's vocal. He is vocal. He learned, he gets that from you. <clears throat> he, right. it, it, this, this dog's like three feet high. Wait, what's that? Oh, it sounded like you were getting ready to wrap it up. I was, but then you got me talking about my dog. He, he's three okay. feet high, and, but he's got Napoleon complex. So I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, yeah, I do. I, my bladder is about to burst up into my face. 
All right. Well, I'm going to play a few songs for the folks out here. Rufus, always a pleasure here to join you on the Happy Hypersloth Happy Hour. I'm going to get that right someday. Uh... <laughs> I'll throw in a, a, a James Brown PCP grunt. I feel good. You probably didn't feel good though. I mean that. You know what? If you think about a hangover, then think about how you must feel the day after smoking a bunch of PCP. You probably feel like you need more PCP. You just. But could PCP make you feel better if you always already have like a PCP over? I don't know, dude. PCP is a fucked up thing, man. I've seen some weird pictures of PCP aftermath. Did you ever see like someone doing PCP? Not in real life, but like on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I, yeah, like no, no PCP for me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna steer clear of PCP myself, as far as I know. Have you seen the Have you seen the picture of that guy who uh, was high on PCP, so he carved the skin off his own face and fed it to his dog? Until he died? <laughs> no. The dog overate so much of the guy's face that it died? No, he died because he cut his face off and fed it to his dog up until the point where he died. And they found the guy's, like, nose and shit and pieces of his face in the, the dog's stomach. Now, did they put the dog to sleep? Well, the dog was a good boy. <laughs> I'm just saying, because it's not the dog's father. Like, later the dog was euthanized because he ate the guy's face. That was presented to no. him like a fucking steak tartare. No, it, it wasn't delicious. I mean, it was like uh, the bacon bits for the dog. Or right. what do they call those, like, bacon, b- bacon strips? Bacon strips. Bacon strips, yeah. But it was his owner cutting his own face into right. bacon strips. Right, I get it. I'm just saying that I could see the city government being like, we had to put the dog down because it ate the guy's face. Yeah, yeah, okay. I get your point, yeah. That's the that city government thing. Right, where they were obligated because it took a bite out of some guy, even though he was feeding it to him. They they had to put the well, dogs. Trump would just build a wall around PCP people so that their dogs couldn't eat their faces. If you want to read someone that's a horrible writer, look up this Todd Starnes guy, please. Because this guy, for some reason, I don't know how he has a column on Fox News, and it, his shit is so hateful and so stupid. You're like, why would anybody, even Fox News, pay this guy to write this? So look it up so you think about it. What's his name? Todd Starnes? Yes, Todd Starnes. Okay, that's some right wing nut job. Sure. He's like some right wing nut job fringe guy who somehow fell in his into his way into like writing for Fox News. I don't get it, and I hate Fox News anyways, but very strange. He right, knew somebody who knew somebody. Yeah, 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 I got to run, dude. I'm about I to piss my pants again. I think blew somebody. See what I did there? Oh, clever. You make that into a t-shirt. I blew somebody who blew somebody. Wow. Did that, I, I want to search for that on my favorite porn website. <laughs> you should. It should be a circle. The circle of, of sucking instead of the circle of jerking. <laughs> circle of sucking. All right, Rufus, I'll catch you next time, folks. We're going to listen to a little bit of Farmer Song. Yes, it's about weed. Mm-hmm. 
checking out the chat rooms for her, but you will dub typing so fast, my fingers on fire, sending out the goods through a fiber optic wire. By how she types exactly what she wants. I go to make her mind with a smooth point and click. Pretty soon she'll be on my digital. Surfing the net on a mission in love. Checking out the chat room for a virtual dove. Typing so fast, my fingers on fire. Sending out the goods through a fiber optic wire. I'd send her a picture of me composed out of commas and silicones, and she likes what she sees. Of course she does.
That was Internet Love Song from Hypersloth. That's right. Before the dawn of the... This is the early part of the Internet. We wrote that shit. So stick with us. We're going to lead you into the future. So stay close with Hypersloth Happy Hour here. We'll see you Tuesday, 8 Central. And Friday, as usual, for our Friday night free-for-all. Look forward to uh, hopefully entertaining you. And we'll check you then. And I'm going to find... The way to play us out, I know it's like fucking painful that if you're ever on Blog Talk Radio, you'll you'll understand someday that they make it almost impossible to find anything as far as producing your show goes. So we'll check you next week. Adios. Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.